Well, maybe for next year. I guess. <clears throat> should we start this thing, or should we, like, talk a little more? I mean, however you want to do it, man. I'm ready if you're ready. Oh, yeah, it's 5.30. We should get going, because we usually take, like, an hour. Yeah, man. However you want to do it. Welcome to the Smooth Squirrel Drafty Show. I'm your host, Smooth, and with me is Squirrel. That's right. I'm Squirrel, a.k.a. Doug. That's Smooth, a.k.a. Nathan. And you're tuned in to the Drafty Show, where every week we give you the D, the R, the A, the F, the T, the Y. Because we love you guys. And it's for you. And it's Christmas-ish. Yeah, jingle bells. Jingle bells. Yep. We're going to jingle them all the way in this episode. I should have put that on my list. Uh, yeah, guys, it's uh, the first part of our two-part Christmas special this week, where we're going to do Christmas-themed drafties. Uh, next week, we're going to have some special special presents for everybody, right? Yep. For, special present for all the listeners? Yeah. I mean, the show. That's the special present. Yeah, but it's welcome. a special surprise on the show that'll be really good for Christmas. It's like the whipped cream on the top of your celery. So this is Christmas part one. Yeah. And let's kick things off with our favorite email, the last of the draft emails from Zach. That's my favorite part. I'm just kidding. Now, this is me speaking as Zach, not as, not as Nathan. <clears throat> hey, guys, it's my final email of the drafty email saga. And the letter is why, and why is always for you guys. Now, I don't know if he's directing that towards me and Doug, or if he's directing it towards you guys. So we'll figure it out together. Feel free to answer along. What? Since I am the one asking the questions, I'll ask you two some questions so the audience can get to know you guys better. Oh, God. Are you ready? I don't know, man. I'm kind of like my air of mystery. All right. Number one, what would your perfect day look like? You can go ahead and go first, Doug. Tuesday? Tuesdays? Yeah. Tuesdays are solid days. I feel like that's my perfect day. Okay. All right. Uh, my perfect day would be uh, not working and being able to uh, play video games all day and well, hang out with my kid. It's kind of why I like Tuesdays, because it's my sleep day. Okay. It's like the day where I don't have a bunch of stuff going on. I just have one job to go to. All right. Like the day I get to sleep. Yeah. So mine would be a Saturday. Okay. Number two. What movie or TV show universe would you want to live in? Yeah. Mm. I've been thinking about this one. And uh, I think I'd want to live in the How I Met Your Mother universe. They always look like they're having a good time. Scrubs. Scrubs? Because I want to be able to, like, solidly imagine scenarios. And then daydream. Yeah. Okay. No, I like that. I also would have said Letter Kenny. My first thought was Seinfeld. Oh, that would have been good. But I don't think I'm witty enough to live in Seinfeld. Nah, you'd you'd be fine. You'd give Kramer a run for his money. Number three, would you rather be a reverse centaur or a reverse merman slash mermaid? Now does that mean I have a horse head? To like Bojack Horseman? Ooh, I want to be Bojack Horseman. Okay, I guess I'll be the other one. You want a fish head and a human yeah, body? Yeah, a creature from the Dug Lagoon. Oh, that's even better. All right. Number four, if your significant other could replace one of your body parts with a cybernetic version, what would they choose? Uh, I'm an incel, so pass. All right, I guess I'll answer this one. Uh, I, I'm single, so I mean, I'm going to say cybernetic penis, right? I don't know, man. Yeah. I've never had an issue with your penis. Thanks, bud. I appreciate that. Right. It's a good penis, everybody out there. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Number five. If you can time travel to any time or place that has ever existed... Where do you go? Here's the thing, Zach. I can and do. Yeah. Uh, I'm eternal. And with that, it allows me a Vonnegut sort of level of time travel in which I can move between my own lifetime. Uh, just last week, I was in the 15th century. Next, yeah. Next week, I plan on 
uh, going back to the late 1800s, you know, I kind of want to check out the Franco-Prussian War in the 1870s. I haven't been there in a while. Okay. So, I mean, like, that's the beauty of time travel is you can go everywhere. I'm going to go with the 1920s. Because of flappers? Yeah, and Prohibition eras. You don't, you don't want drinks? No, nah, I mean, I don't drink that much anyways, but I also want to, like, live during the Great Depression and see if I can, can make my millions on the Depression. I don't think anyone made millions on the Depression. That's why they call this the Depression. <laughs> yeah, but I got futuristic knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. dust bowls. Yeah. I want to create chips. Like poker chips? No, like chips you eat. Oh. Were they not invented? When were, when were chips invented? I don't know. It was supposedly like that guy that cut the potatoes real thin because he was pissed off that the person wanted potatoes cut real thin. It was like a chef or something huh. in France or something. Sounds like something the French would do. Yeah, I mean, I'm not quite sure. I mean, I've watched the history of food. I feel like I could start my own company. So if you're going to go, do you have a 1920s voice? I What's a 1920s voice Wait, sound yeah, like? Yeah, see? We're going to get the bank. And... I want to sound like a robber. Yeah, look at the gams on that bra. Oh man, I could have been like you know, like Babyface Nelson. But yeah, like you know, smooth, smooth face Nelson. I'd have to shave. Shaved face Wilkinson. Something like that. So, anyways, thanks Zach for the email. Yeah, uh, thanks man. I hope you continue to listen, and uh, I hope the. Listeners got to know us a little bit yeah, better. And it, like, make sure you guys email us your responses to all those questions at draftyq at gmail.com. Or call the squirrel line. Yeah. So, are you ready to do this? We're going to start off with the letters. Yeah, yeah. I, what letter comes first? D. Huh. Okay. All right. So, to answer Zach's email a couple emails ago we said we would defend Die Hard and I found... Oh yeah, when he was asking Christmas questions at Thanksgiving? Yeah. Uh, when um, your holidays, bud? So, this I'm gonna read, it comes from Nerdist, not a sponsor, but I feel like it totally nails everything down and it says, does Die Hard qualify as a Christmas movie? Some films are obviously Christmas movies like Miracle on 34th Street and Elf, but the designation is not so clear cut from other films and they are at least partially set during the holiday season they can even touch upon christmas themes that doesn't mean they truly qualify in a traditional sense to find out we're putting them to the trial and laying out all the evidence for and against them by asking a series of related questions now i'm going to skim through this a little bit but you're going to get the point how much of die hard takes place at christmas time all of it takes place on Christmas Eve at Nakatomi Plaza during the company's holiday party. Because apparently it never occurred to Mr. Tagi that people may have families they'd like to spend the night with instead. Seriously, this is the big time corporations do. Do they throw their swanky events at the end of the year on Christmas like a bunch of goons? I mean, yeah, that's kind of what happened. The spirit of Christmas is also present when we see John McClane carrying a giant teddy bear through the airport. Some whistle and sing Christmas carols to themselves as they walk around, too. There's also the briefest consideration of shutting down the power to the 10 block specifically because it's Christmas Eve. That's a great job on the FBI on that one. So, that's kind of shitty. Would Die Hard be fundamentally different if it were set in any other time of the year? No, not really. At most, it would lead to some cosmetic changes. How much change if you move this story to just one week ahead to New Year's Eve? That would require a couple alterations and cut out some of the Christmas songs, but not the decorations, and some references. It would alter the plot. It wouldn't alter the plot. In fact, the big moment when they open the vault is accompanied by Beethoven's Ode to Joy. Instead of a Christmas song, you could easily replace that with Merry Christmas at the end of the song, with a happy new year. Instead, on the other hand, you would lose the classic line, now I have a machine gun, ho, ho, ho. And the tension between John and Holly wouldn't be quite the same. Yeah. Do any of the film's major themes apply to Christmas? Yeah, two of the biggest, family and greed. John and his wife are basically estranged, and the future of their marriage is unclear at the start. 
And by the end of it, they realize jobs and money don't mean as much as your loved ones. And since Hans and all the other terrorists end up dead, it's safe to say the movie is a big no on killing innocent people for profit. You can even throw in the themes of redemption and friendship here, too. In fact, this is one of the strongest arguments for Die Hard being an honest-to-goodness Christmas movie, despite all the violence and bloodshed. So, does watching Die Hard at Christmas time enhance the experience? Yes. It's probably slightly more fun to watch around Christmas time because it makes the little details of the setting pop. Plus, it's always weird to hear Christmas music outside of the natural time period. But it's not like you're turning off Die Hard if you come across it on cable in April. It's one of the best action movies ever. If Die Hard in the springtime is a 99 on the experience chart, watching it in December is a crisp 100. So, has the film been accepted as a Christmas movie tradition? Not only has it become a holiday staple for many, but there are also plenty who call Die Hard their favorite Christmas movie of all time. No matter where you stand on the designation, you will definitely come across Die Hard at TV sometime after Thanksgiving every year without fail for the rest of your life. It's a definite, it's definitely in rotation. So the final verdict is, according to Nerdist, Die Hard is not really a Christmas movie on its own. It would still be a phenomenal movie if you changed the settings a little bit, but it does embrace the holiday and make it a relevant part of the story, and the story touches on some major Christmas themes. Ultimately, the real deciding factor is nearly 30 years. This film has become a December tradition, and it pushes it over to the hump. So yes, Die Hard qualifies as an official Christmas movie. So yippee ki and happy holidays. I agree with that, except that I do think that it is like a Christmas movie all the time. But you can watch Christmas movies all the time. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like that's a solid argument. That's not just coming from us, it's coming from Nerdist, and I mean, isn't that who we follow in everyday life? Not me. Not you? No. Well, some people do. Yeah. Matt Wire left, so we kind of like, just went with Matt. So, your thoughts? No, I mean, I agree. Like, yeah, it's a Christmas movie for sure. Like, I think people that are saying that it's not a Christmas movie at this point are just trying to be contrary. They're like the well-actually crowd. You know, well, actually, yeah. But at the end of the day, I will agree with Zach on one thing, where he talked about how traditions are a good way to establish things with family, yeah. friends, and stuff like that. And to have those when you're bringing up your kids. So, yeah, for me, it's a ho- it's a Christmas movie. It's a holiday theme. It's a yeah. tradition. Yes. So, with that being said, we're going to talk about the top 20 Christmas movies according to Entertainment Weekly. And we're going to start off at number 20. Now, Entertainment Weekly is not a sponsor, but I feel like they're a pretty good judge of movies, and this is how they rank them. So number 20 is The Santa Claus. Yeah. Number 19 is Gremlins. Yeah. Number 18 is my favorite, which we'll get to here in a little bit, but National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Number 17, Scrooged. Mm-hmm. Number 16, Die Hard. Number 15, Miracle on 34th Street. That's the 1947 oh, okay, I was going to ask which one. Oh, I'll, I'll clarify. Number 14, White Christmas. Yep. Number 13, Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Number 12 could also be a little controversial. Trading Places. Nah, it's not controversial. I'm going to let you know something. Hmm. If you hadn't let me put in the the holiday specials, that was going to be my number five. No shit? Yep. Okay. Number 11, Home Alone. That seems awfully low on this list. <laughs> number 10, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, yeah. Number 9, The Year Without Santa Claus. That one's kind of weak, honestly. I feel like that should be higher up. Number 8. The Muppet Christmas Carol. Yep. Number seven, Bad Santa. I get that. Number six, Love Actually. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It's not a very good movie, but it does take place at Christmas time. Number five, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The cartoon, the Dr. Seuss one? Yes. The yeah. cartoon, 1966. Number four, Elf. That's nah, too high. Number three, 
A Charlie Brown Christmas. There you fucking go, bud. Number two, A Christmas Story. Yep. Have you and seen A Christmas Story story yet? No, I'm going to watch it at some point in time. Okay. We'll and talk about it after you do. Number one, It's a Wonderful Life. I feel like that's bullshit, dude. Have you watched that movie lately? It's not... I mean, like, I get for its time, but, like... Maybe it's because I've seen it a million times, but... Well, I mean, that's Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. I'm sure they ranked a bunch of people. That's probably true. Yeah. So, if you go on to uh, actually Google top 20 Christmas movies of all time, uh, Vulture.com will tell you that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Esquire did the 71 best Christmas movies of all time. Die Hard is on there. Um, Just, if you Google it, Die Hard's popping up. So, I mean... You can have your own opinions on things, but I think officially America has accepted, you know, Die Hard as a Christmas movie. I also want to thank you for using the scientific method on this, Nathan. Like, you didn't just go from your gut. You, like, did the research. I did. And you, you had a hypothesis, and you found the facts to back it up. So, like, I am super proud of you. Oh, well, thank you, bud. I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you. So, with that being said... I need to uh, retract some stuff. Oh, shit. I was listening to last week's episode, and I kept saying $60 a month for PlayStation Plus or for Xbox. It's $60 a year. Yeah. So let me clarify that. Oh, I thought we... Did we not do that last week? I, I just did it in my head. Uh, yeah, you might have done it in your head, but to be official, it was $60 a year for PlayStation Plus for the low version. Mm-hmm. It's like $119 a year. For, like, the one that you have. Yeah, it's worth it, though. For you. Yeah. Not for me. <laughs> okay. So, with that being said, I asked Doug to tell me his top five Christmas movies uh, for him. Yeah. And, favorites, right? Yeah, your favorites. So, number five for me is Jingle All the Way. Okay. I mean, it's got Arnold in it. It's got Tom Arnold in it. It's got both Arnolds in it. Yeah. Well, does it have Tom Arnold in it? No, it doesn't. It has Sinbad. It's got Sinbad, and it's got Phil Hartman in it. Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. I do like Phil Hartman a lot. All, All right. right. My number five is Charlie Brown Christmas. Okay. That's solid. It. it does get a little Jesus-y towards the end, but like, I've watched that every year since I was like a small, small child, so that is just like a thing I do every year when it comes on CBS. So Okay. Charlie Brown Christmas is my number five. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Maybe it's time to watch it again. It really is, bud. Saturday. Saturday. This Saturday? It's Saturday, 8 p.m. I'll have to record it. So, number four, Home Alone. Wow. Yeah. I liked Home Alone as a kid. Like, it just brings back a lot of memories around Christmas and all that stuff. Like, I loved it. Uh, my number four, Serendipity. Okay. Yeah, John Cusack, yeah. Kate Beckinsale. Uh, they meet for Christmas, and they like to share this moment. She talks about how fate works, and then they don't see each other for ten years, and then they get back together on Christmas. And I'm just like a sappy little lump, so like I love that movie. Okay. And it's John Cusack. Yeah, I love John Cusack. Like he's not in enough stuff. I agree. We need more John Cusack movies. We need Hot Tub Time Machine three. Mm-hmm. High Fidelity two. No. <laughs> All right. Number three for me is Die Hard. Okay. I love Bruce Willis. Yeah, no, it's a great movie. Uh, I didn't put it on my list because I don't know why. I gave you the top five. That's not a lot of wiggle room there. Like, those are like, you got to watch these every year for top five. My number three is Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay. Love the Muppets. Love the Christmas Carol story. Yeah. Best of both worlds. Watch it every year, too. I understand that. Number two, Scrooged. Love that movie. Freaking so Bill Murray, dude. Yep. Bill Murray gets it every time. See, that was part of my problem. Was like, I should just put all the Christmas carols on there because I like those. But I, I made myself pick one, and Muppet is my favorite. Okay. So for me, number two is Gremlins. Oh, yeah. It's, it's campy. I love it. It's Phoebe Cates. I love Phoebe Cates. Yeah. It's a Christopher Columbus movie. Like, it's great. And number one for me is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, because it's Chevy Chase, man. Yep. It's good Chevy Randy Chase. Randy Quaid. Yeah, good Chevy Chase, yeah. 
Good Brady Quaid. Yeah, solid. And Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah. I love that tandem between them, like in all those movies, but like the Christmas one sets it off for me. My number one is Home Alone. Um, my boy daughter, mm-hmm. uh, when he was small, still, like he still loves it, but when he was small, we would watch it every year. We still watch it December 23rd every year. We all watch Home Alone together. So, number one in my heart is Home Alone. And that's our top five favorite Christmas movies. So Wait, that was our R. That was our R. Oh, yeah. R was for ranked. Yep. I screwed up. No. Well, D and R just kind of flew in together. Yeah, it's a draw. So, now we're at letter A. We're at letter A. And with the holiday season... Comes a lot of Christmas parties, like, for instance, Die Hard takes place at a Christmas party. Uh, I, I don't know about you guys, listeners, I am super awkward in social situations. But you know who's not awkward? A man by the name of Big Smooth. I try not to be awkward. So I thought A this week could be for your awkward situations you may run into, and then Smooth can give you helpful solutions. That's what I'm here for. I'm like a doctor. I've watched enough Grey's Anatomy. Okay. So, like, what about when you start to tell a story in a group, but in the middle of the sentence, you realize nobody's actually listening to you? Oh, well, there's there's two things that you can do there. You can talk louder, try to get people's attentions, but sometimes that can seem even more awkward. Sometimes it's best just to, uh, you know, lie. Make it more interesting to get people's engagement and then finish off strong. Okay. All right. Yeah. So what about if you've like had multiple interactions with someone, but you can't remember their name, but it's like gone way too far to admit that you don't know their name? Like, how do you handle that situation? That's a good one. Um, You just never actually call them by their name, but you try to get in situations where people come up to them and say, hey. Amy, or so-and-so. Because usually doesn't this happen with mostly the opposite sex? Uh, I mean, I don't talk to people for this very fear. Okay. Well, just in general, always refer to them as, hey, buddy, pal. Even if it's opposite gender? Oh, then you use, like, like a cute name. Like, like a, I don't want to say a pet name, because that, that sounds weird. But you get what I'm saying? It's like, you can still call a girl bro. I do it all the time. Okay. Yeah. So just refer to them in that aspect, and then try to get them in a situation and introduce them to people, because typically, and you can get around this, be like, this is my friend, and then stumble for a minute, and then they will say their own name. Okay. That's pretty slick. That's pretty smooth. I've done that before. All right, but what about when you're having a conversation with someone, and you can't hear what they say? So you ask him to repeat it, and they do repeat it, but you still don't hear it, and you ask him to repeat it, and they do, and you still can't hear them. So there's an easy way around this. You tell them that from childhood, you're slightly deaf in one ear, and then lean in with your good ear. That's fucking good, bud. That's real good. What about like when you come into a conversation, and there's two people talking about something, and you have no idea about that subject? Oh, you gotta fake it till you make it. Okay. Like... For the most part, I can have a conversation with just about anybody, and it's also okay to admit that you don't exactly know what's going on, or what the conversation is about. Okay. And then by asking questions, you become engaged in it. Alright. Now, what about when, like, you're standing at the the punch bowl, and you think somebody's waving at you, so you, like, wave back, but it's actually, they're, like, waving at their friend who's, like, on the other side of the punch table. Ah, you were stretching. So you do like the the half wave to like maybe the back scratch neck rub. And then if they look at you and they're like, no, not you. And then you can do the whole no, no, not you. And you act like you were waving at somebody behind them. That's good. That's good. Yeah. All right. And then just walk by them. And shoulder check them? No, don't shoulder check them. See, this is why this is the smooth thing, not the squirrel thing. You just walk by them and then you start talking, even if it's to nobody. So what about like you go to the bathroom? And then, like, the toilet won't flush. And it's clogged. Now, is this in a public restroom or at somebody's house? Let's say this one's at somebody's house. Oh. Ooh, solid. Assess the situation, okay? And 
if you can get away with it, just be like, I don't know what happened in here, but somebody used this and it won't flush and I don't know what's going on and I really have to go and then hope they have a second bathroom and go there. Okay. Or upper decker that motherfucker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know if that would classify as a smooth. Especially if they have kids. Yeah. Blame it on a kid. Okay. Be like, hey, your kid was just in here and now the toilet won't flush and I don't know what's going on. What about like at the end of the party when you're telling someone goodbye, but then you like both walk the same direction to your cars? Make light of it. Like, you know, just be like, oh, how awkward. We're okay. both going to our cars and in the same direction. Does that mean we do the goodbye again? I don't know. That's my question for no, you. No, you asked them that. Oh, fuck. That's so smooth, dude. That's so smooth. All right. What about like when you turn and you like walk into a wall because you thought there was a door there? Oh, that's completely embarrassing. Yeah. Oof. Uh, yeah. I think you could also make light of that and be like, man, this wall's sturdy. I was just checking. Okay. All right. What about like when you're holding the door open for somebody, but then you realize that they're like further away than you realized, and then like you have to like hold the door, and they do that weird like little skip run to get oh. you to like come up, you know, and then you like feel really weird. Easy. This is easy. You just say, "Man, it was hot, and I was just trying to, you know, get some cool air on me." So don't worry about taking too long. Okay. It's all right. What about like? What about when you when a stranger says hello and then you're like, hey, how's it going? But then like you realize that they were on like a Bluetooth headset and then like they were talking on the phone. Also act like you're on a Bluetooth headset. Put your hand up to your ear. You're like really good at this. You're so smooth. I, yeah. All right. That's what I do. I got one more bathroom question. Okay. So what about like when you're washing your hands, right? Like uh-huh. You go to wash your hands, you turn the water on and then the water comes out like like a fire hose and then it gets all over your crotch. Oh shit! Luckily, those does the bathroom have hand dryers? No, it's like at somebody's house. Oh shit! Hmm. Hmm. Are you wearing a coat? I could be. Is your shirt tucked in? It is. Is your shirt long enough to reach over your crotchal region? Always. Yeah. Just like take your coat off if you are wearing a coat or another like shirt of some sort, like a button up. Not if you're just wearing another shirt in general, because then it's completely obvious. Untuck the shirt for sure. See if you can cover up your crotch region, and then just always have something in front of you. Kind of like when you were in high school, and you would get boners, and you'd have to cover them with your books. Mm. Cover it with the jacket a little bit. All right, man. Then sit down and wait for it to dry, and have your jacket on your lap. All right. Uh, What about, like... When you run out of awkward conversations to say during a bit about, like, awkward conversations, and you're not, like, quite sure how to end it. You say, that's all I got. That's all I got. All right. So that was A, guys. Uh, smooth. Real smooth. That's what I do. And I think, I think this might be a recurring bit, like, where we <laughs> smooth helps you guys out of awkward situations. And if you have awkward situations, feel free to email us, draftyq at gmail.com, or call the squirrel line. Yeah, 765-242-5978. I would be happy to help you smooth things out. And, okay, so that was A, which brings us to F, which is this week's game. Oh, okay. Family. Holidays is about getting family together. Yes, it is. And it got me wondering, you know, like, how celebrities spend their holidays. So I thought I would give you a quick little 10-question quiz about uh, famous family members. Like, okay, so we'll do, like we always do, we'll do an example one. Okay. Just so you get the idea. Like, Rashida Jones is going to visit her dad. Like, who would she be going to visit? I don't know his name, but I know what you're talking about. Uh, shit. Isn't he a director? Well, he's like a music producer. He's a music producer, right. Uh, Jones. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's the last name. Shit. Shit. I don't remember. Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones, right. I knew you were going to get it. I wish, if you just said Quincy Jones' daughter, I would have been like, Rashida Jones. Well, okay, so like, let's say Quincy Jones is waiting for his daughter to come. Tony Braxton. Fuck, you got it. (laughs) No. All right, so that. Rashida Jones, I got you. That's how the game works, right? Also, I love her in Parks and Rec. Everybody, she's Anne. She's adorable. She's a beautiful queen of the goddess. Yep. All right. First question. Go ahead. 
Dolly Parton is getting a Christmas present for her goddaughter. Who does she write on the two part? Holy shit, I have no clue on this, but I'm going to try to guess. Okay. Let me let me let me play this game a little bit more. Is it an actress or a singer? Yes. Actress and singer. Yes. Oh man. Uh Is it Taylor Swift? It's not Taylor Swift. Well then what's then there's no other person in the world according to Cassie. Yeah. Earmouth is Cassie. There's a lot of other actress musicians. Leanne Rhymes. No. Jewel. No. Carrie Underwood. Don't I don't know. Miley Cyrus. No shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. I guess she's really good friends with Billy Ray. I would not have guessed that. They're both country singers. Well, I mean, I get that. I just I wouldn't have guessed that that there's a relationship there as far as friendship goes. Or or more. No, not more. Nah. She's been married to like the same guy forever too. Mm-hmm. Fifty some years. Also, Dolly Parton, wonderful person. Great, great. Like person. has a book program where she will send your child books as they grow up until like I don't know a certain age, like ten or something, or maybe like five. Mm-hmm. But I think that's amazing. Yeah, she's great. Let me ask you this though. Yeah. Who? So, Shirley MacLaine and her younger brother run down to the Christmas tree. She pushes him out of the way. Who was that younger brother? Oh, John McClane. No. I really a... don't know this. I thought oh, really? I would have a really good a grasp on this game, and you Oh, Warren Beatty. Me. What? Yeah, Warren Beatty and Shirley McClane, brother and sister. I should know that. I, th- I really thought you were. Would. I know who Ron Howard's daughter is. Well, that's not on here. Oh, well, just saying. You'll get this one, though. Ginny and Melissa McCarthy are related. How? They're cousins, right? That is correct. They are first cousins. Did I get one? Yeah, you got it, bud. Oh, well, I already won a Doug game then, because if you get one... I mean, I feel like you should get all ten. I know all the answers. You do know all the answers, bud. Like, I feel like Doug games are super easy. For Doug? Yeah, you just gotta think like a Doug. I'll try. All right, how about this one? Howard Stanley Tucci and John Krasinski related. I had no idea they were related. Really? Yeah. So, is that his uncle? It is not his uncle. Great uncle? Stanley Tucci's not that old. Second cousin? Nope. Far closer. Cousin? Nope. Brother. Sort of. They're brothers-in-law. They both married blunts. I didn't know that Stanley Tucci married a blunt. Yeah, he he married Felicity Blunt, uh, Emily Blunt's older sister. Holy shit. I just learned something. So, all right. Question number five. Halfway point. Who is Josh Brolin's stepmommy? Oh. Side question. Who is James Brolin's wife? <laughs> I see what you did there. Mrs. Brolin. Boom. Nope. It is Mic not. Drop. It is not Mrs. Brolin. I mean. She did not take his name. Because uh, she's a celebrity. Some might say the biggest celebrity of all time. Reba McIntyre? No. No. Biggest celebrity of all time. Okay. She would definitely say she was the biggest celebrity of all time. Hmm. Pass. Barbara Streisand. I knew that. Yeah, I really thought you knew that one. Shit. Yeah, she would say she's the biggest of all time. All right, here's the easy one, because it's a multiple... There's multiple answers, and I only need you to give me one. Oh, okay, cool. Dakota Johnson is acting royalty. Can you name at least one famous parent or grandparent? Uh, for Dakota Johnson? Dakota Johnson. Lyndon Johnson. <laughs> nope. All the Johnsons aren't related? That's racist. No. That's Johnson racism. Man. Uh, can I get a hint? 
both her mom and dad are super famous, and her mom's mom is also super famous. And, like, one of them is a working girl, and the other one, like, was a cop in southern Florida for a long time. A working girl? Oh, like Julia Roberts? Like Pretty Woman? Nope. Oh, I have no idea. Like Melanie Griffith and Working Girl. Oh, so Melanie Griffith. Melanie Griffith. Don Johnson is her dad. And then oh. Melody Griffith's mom is Tippi Hedren, who was like a classic actress. She was in like The Birds and stuff. I didn't know that. Really? I also didn't know that Don Johnson and Melanie Griffith were married. Yep, for like a long time. They're not anymore, but they were. Fair enough. All right. How are Nicolas Cage and Jason Schwartzman related? I had no idea that they were related. Let me, let me, let me help you out here. They're also related to Sofia Coppola. Oh. So are they... That's his nephew. No. Cousins. Yes. Cousin nephews. Got they it. are all cousins. Uh, yeah, because uh, Sophia Coppola's, Ford... Yeah. Yeah. And then Francis's brother, Alan, is Nicholas Cage's dad, and Francis Ford Coppola's sister. Yeah, because he was Nicholas uh, Coppola in uh, Fast Times at yep. Ridgemont High. So they are all cousins, and also both nephews to FFC. All right, here's another one about famous cousins. What famous cousin talks Sissy Spacek into acting? He was kind of like, if you can dodge a taxi, you can dodge into acting. <laughs> rip, rip torn. Yep, rip torn, bud. Yeah, yeah. Rip torn and Sissy yeah. Spacek. Sissy did that. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Sissy Spacek. Yeah. Yep. Sissy Spacek, Reptorn, Cousins. Did not know that before setting this quiz up. Did not know that until just now. All right. Everybody should know the name of this famous uncle of Jason Sudeikis. I mean, they probably should. Yeah. They're going to find out here in about two minutes. Yeah, because you're going to tell them. Yeah. Question number nine. <laughs> Everybody should know the name of this famous uncle of Jason Sudeikis. I have no idea. Everybody knows your name. Sometimes you want to go? Yeah. Ted Danza? Nope. George Wendt. Norm. Oh my god, are you serious? Yeah! Huh. See, I thought you were going to get that one. So you got two points. We're going into the final round. You can double those points. If well, you now I'm totally here. If you can name me all of the acting Baldwin brothers. How many are there? Well, you have to tell me. Uh there's Steven. Yep. There's Alan. Nope. Alec. Yep. Uh okay. Stephen Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Is there a Jason Baldwin? No, I mean, I'm sure there is somewhere, but he's not one of the famous acting Baldwin brothers. There's four, so you're missing two. Oh, shit, I'm halfway there. Oh, shit. Because Alec Baldwin's the biggest one. Yep. And then Stephen Baldwin did Biodome. Yep. And Usual Suspects, but also Biodome. No, I remember Biodome the most. Okay. Glenn. Nope. Yeah, Glenn Baldwin. I went to school with him. He's not one of the famous acting Baldwins. Probably had brothers. Uh, it was also Daniel Baldwin and Billy Baldwin. Billy Baldwin's probably the second most famous. I just remember Alec Baldwin. So that is my celebrity family quiz. You got two. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. For me, yes. I, I really thought that that was going to go. You have way too much high hope for me. I, I thought you were going to get the George Wendt one. Really? I also thought you were going to get the Don Johnson one. I yeah. thought that one was like a give me. No. No. Yeah. I'm, I've let everyone down. I mean, like, I didn't think you were going to get... Well, you did get the Rip one, and I didn't think you were going to get that. But then I gave you the dodgeball clue. Yeah. 
That that helped quite a bit. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was the F. Yeah, that was the F. What's next? Uh, T. T. Oh, yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. T. I thought you know what? What's T in Christmasy? It's trees, right? I like a Christmas tree. So I thought, man, let's let's talk about Christmas trees. Okay, what about them? Well. Uh, modern Christmas trees originated during uh, the early Renaissance in the 1500s. Uh, a lot of people claim that Martin Luther, who's like the founder of Lutheranism, like a pretty famous dude, is the first person to ever add a, like lit candles to a tree and like kind of decorate a tree for the first time. So, I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, Seems like a fire hazard. Yeah, the the earliest like firmly like, like we know for a fact that it was happening. Of uh, a Christmas tree being decorated is on a keystone sculpture in a private home in Alsace, France, which at that point was part of Germany in 1576. Really? So that's kind of like the origin. Now I thought, like, like you and I let's let's talk let's talk Christmas trees. Like, are you like a real tree guy, a fake tree guy? Fake. You're a fakey. Yep. Do you like? decorate like like when do you put your tree up tree goes up after thanksgiving like the day after or just sometime after sometime after thanksgiving how long do you leave it up for uh it goes down the day after christmas oh damn you don't even do like the new year's thing no because well i think it's bad luck to have it up past new year's i thought it was bad luck to take it down before new year's i I, from divorce experience it was up till like february and yeah we th- we just consider it bad luck. Okay, all right. Um, I like a Christmas tree that's not a lot of work. Like, I don't like it when you have to like sit there and put each branch on. Like, I like the three piece fold out mm-hmm. method with like the lights built in. Yeah, the easiest way possible to put up a Christmas tree. That's what I'm down for. All right, I get that. I don't Christmas tree. Okay. Uh. The 14th president of the United States was the first president to put a Christmas tree in the White House in 1856. Do you know that president's name? The 14th one? Yep. No. Franklin Pierce. Oh, okay. I can't name you all the presidents. I can just tell you about, like, you know, some of them. Uh, There are three states. Who do not have Christmas trees farm Christmas tree farms in them. Do you know what the three states are? Florida. Nope. Texas. Nope. Hawaii. No. Alaska. No. no. Alaska's no. all Christmas trees. Yeah, but they don't have specific farms for them because it's all like a big uh national forest. <laughs> State park. That's what I would just assume. Uh the- hold on. Oh, no, 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 I get one. <laughs> You're just going to keep going so you name all 50 yeah. states. Where there's desert. Arizona. Nope. Fuck, I have no clue. New Mexico, Wyoming, and South Dakota. I was around all those areas. You were not. <laughs> uh, so, do you do, like, a lot of homemade, like, the... Like, like, does your Christmas is your Christmas tree like the same every year? Yeah, currently it is. Or do you like each year you like add a different ornament or like oh I remember this ornament from this year? Or is it just like you put like red bulbs on it? So at one point in time we were gonna like make ornaments every year, and then I got divorced. Right. I think I have Christmas stuff somewhere. I have no clue where. Okay. Um. I we have stockings that I know for sure. Do you hang those stockings? Yes. Where? By the fireplace. Okay. That's where Sandy comes from. All right. Comes down the fireplace. That seems dangerous. I I also agree, but we don't know how to operate the fireplace, so it never gets turned on. Oh, well, then he's fine. Yeah, he's perfectly safe. Uh, Like, my parents have, like, a Colts tree that they do every year. Okay. You know, they, like, they got, like, blue... Which balls or whatever. My mom and stepdad did that one year too for a couple years. That white tree with blue ornaments. Yeah. Uh like I said, I don't really do a Christmas tree or decorations. Not really my bag. Yeah, okay. But that's okay. What do you 
like is it like a big thing do you make a big deal out of it or is it just like well i guess i better put this up no typically uh cassie just puts up the christmas tree oh does cassie make it a big deal she makes it a big deal that we get the stuff out so she can put up the christmas tree yeah and then complains when there's not a room for the tree to be put up but that usually doesn't go to me who does that go to Shane? Russell. Oh. Yeah. I should have guessed that. All complaints get fired to Russell. Yeah. That's where they belong. Yeah. Like, currently, I'm staring at it in the studio. Yeah, I know. I was trying to, like, not bring that up. Like, because she's, like, right behind me. Yeah, it's right like, there. Like, I got I to just look and answer all these questions. hmm Like, okay, here we go. Let's just grab We got, what, like, a big C there? I wonder what that stands for. Christmas, oh. right? Oh. Yeah. I was going to say Cassie. But... That's what it's for. I'm oh, assuming, oh yeah. okay. We've also got like some green witch balls, some pine cones, some crowns. The tree's white. The with tree white is lights. super white. Yeah. Like, what's the thing on the top? Like a hookah? I don't know. It's a Christmas tree topper. It looks like a hookah. I think she painted it orange because, you know, the colors are brown, orange, green. On yeah, a white it's Christmas very tree. fall centric it's got a fall color scheme i like it it's very pretty it's been the same tree for the last three years i think decorated i like that though like i like i like the like uh uniformity or tradition i guess yeah it's like this is the tree and this is what the tree looks like absolutely so that's that's sort of my uh christmas tree thing do we have any other things to do with tea yes we do yeah, T is for taste test. Taste test? Yeah, and in front of you, you'll see six Kit Kats that are uh, the, the Japanese flavors. Wait, under, uh, are they under this napkin? Yeah, you want to lift that napkin up? <laughs> oh my god! Okay, yeah. That napkin had so much sound effect to it. I know, it's, it's a very good napkin. So, which one should we start with? I pick cannot read kanji. Okay, pick a color. This one. Yellow. <laughs> Shit, there's three yellow ones. So this one. Okay. It's got like a like a hazelnut or something? Yeah, this is chestnut. Chestnuts. Okay. So as you can hear us opening them, we're gonna tell you how Sorry they taste. Sorry about that, guys. Ooh, it smells good. It smells kind of coffee y. I wouldn't know that. Oh, you're gonna do that? Yeah, man. It's not a thing. It's not a it's, bit. It's a medical thing. I get it. Yeah. All, All right. right. Here we go. I'm chestnut going Chestnut Kit Kat. Ready? That's super flavorful. I disagree. You can't taste it? It doesn't taste like anything to me. Really? Yeah. It's super good. Apparently I don't have a sense of taste or a sense of smell. So it just, you know, heads up. I just exist? Yeah. Uh, it's like a, like a mild coffee. It, yeah, it's like a mild coffee flavor. I would say mild coffee. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. It's definitely so, not strong. To continue with the ASMR thing, we got this is a wheat biscuit. <laughs> wheat biscuit? I'm pretty sure. Let me uh let me consort my like paper a, here. Like a like a like a British biscuit, like a cookie or like No, it's just biscuit. I'm sorry. Biscuit flavored Kit Kat. Okay. How interesting. Here we go. This tastes like nothing. Yeah, I got nothing, man. I don't know why anyone would buy that. It doesn't taste like. I guess it tastes like the inside of a Kit Kat. Is that what they were going for? Yeah, maybe. Like the outside matches the inside, the curtains match the drapes or whatever. I think that has to do with pubics. Oh well, apparently for Japanese people, it has to do with your Kit Kats. All right, this is supposed to be a real strong flavor. Should we go with it? The green one? Yeah. That's like, uh, what is it? Like matcha. Strong matcha. So it's like a green tea. All right. T- people are getting ASMR out of this, by the way. Yeah, you're welcome, guys. I hope they get flashbacks of our spam competition. This is so green. It's very green. This is so green. Oh, wow. 
That's green tea. You don't like it? Your face. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> All right. Why'd you do that to me? <laughs> I didn't know you were going to be upset about it. Oh, God. That is, oh. That's strong. Dude, I have like Green tea. full body shivers from that one. Oh, boy. That was, oh my, stars and garters. Oh. Yeah. I don't, I mean, oh. hang on, I need to eat this biscuit one again to get the green tea out of my Go face. Go for it. Now we got three more left. Now what happened is, is I ordered some Kit Kats off Amazon of the Japanese flavors. And while he's recuperating, we'll go over some of the flavors. <clears throat> so there's apple cinnamon, banana caramel, and biscuit, which we tried. Oh. Caramel. Cheesecake, chestnut, uh, matcha, strong matcha, matcha Ugh. latte, coffee break, cookies and cream, a word I cannot pronounce. Frangelo. Okay. Milk tea, mint, orange, pudding, pistachio, peach, melon, mango, lemon, salty white. <laughs> There's jokes there. Uh, strawberry, sweet potato, strawberry, mochi, and... Uh, uh, s- Satori cake. Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh, dude! That yeah. green tea. I ordered these on Amazon for thirty bucks. Strong matcha is no joke, my guy. I got six bags. Um, each had a, eight of these Kit Kats in here, so I still have six left out of each bag. And, and if you want to piss someone off, you give them those matcha ones. And then uh, they also gave me uh some extra like candies from Japan. So I like the biscuit one a lot more now. I bet you do. It did nullify the matcha taste. We have three left, Doug. Pick which one we're gonna go with. We're gonna go with this. What is this? Custard? This is cheesecake. Cheesecake. So that's gotta be good, right? I would assume. You'd think. All right. Cheesecake Kit Kat. Well, that's interesting. It's like cream cheese Kit Kat. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Doug hates this bit. It's, <laughs> it's literally just like I took a big bite of cream cheese. Which, normally I'm okay with. Yeah, which one are you doing now? The orange one? Yeah. These are gross. <laughs> like... <laughs> Cheesecake and matcha are so gross. <laughs> oh man, this is super orange. Okay, this is better. Holy shit. It's like. Mm. <laughs> One of those fake oranges. The the chocolate ones? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I I just want to ask before we do the last one. Um, why is why is the orange one the only one that has like flavor that's appealing? <laughs> Two of them tasted like nothing. Two of them tasted like you hated me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, we use different uh, ingredients in the U.S. You know, more like, uh, I think, extracts and shit like that. Well, like, I'm not normally one to be like, America is the best country ever, but, like, we know how to make food a Kit Kat. Yeah. I mean, have you ever had the blueberry muffin Kit Kat? I have. It's delicious. Or the key lime pie Kit Kat? Key, key lime pies are my favorite. This is, what is what strawberry. Is just regular strawberry? Yeah, just regular strawberry. I'm glad we finished with this one. Yeah, dude, if you would have had me do matcha last, I would have punched you in the face. <laughs> All right. I like it. It's got a little bit of a toothpaste aftertaste. There's some uh, residual there. The first bite was good. Um, It's not going away, though. It's just hanging out. <laughs> Are these joke Kit Kats? No, they're serious. Very interesting flavors. So you want to like rank them best to worst? I, I did. 
Okay, hang on. Let me let me do this. Where's biscuit? There's biscuit. Okay. Oh, oh. Yeah, okay. No, yeah, I think I'm solid with this. All right. I'm going to go strawberry. Wait, are you going highest to lowest? Oh, you want to go lowest to highest or highest? How to do lowest? you want to do it? Just... Highest to lowest. Okay. Strawberry is number one. Mine is the orange one. Okay. My number two is orange. My number two is the biscuit. My number three is the chestnut one. My number three is also the chestnut one. My number four is biscuit. My number four is strawberry toothpaste. Strawberry toothpaste, which my, is what I think that is. My number five is cheesecake. Yeah, yeah, because it's just cream cheese. Yep. And then uh, my last one's definitely the strong green tea. Yeah, see, there's like a Geneva Convention. Matcha. Like, yeah. you're not supposed to use chemical weapons anymore. And I feel like that's what a matcha Kit Kat is. Yes. It's a mustard gas in Kit Kat form. Yes. So... That was interesting and like super enjoyable, but also like, why did you do that to me? It was fun. It was. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied. I I enjoyed it. it if you guys like that, like if you want to see other stuff, we've been talking about the chicken sandwich thing for a while. Yeah. Uh, what other things could we eat? Oh God, so many things. Well, no, they tell us. Yeah. What do you want us to try? We'll try it. We'll do it. We don't give a shit. Yeah, Grover's not allowed to answer this question. No. No. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, because it will not end well. So if you have suggestions, uh, you know, email us, draftq at gmail.com, or call the squirrel line. Yeah, call squirrel line 765-242-5978. Speaking of the squirrel line, I think that it's probably time to go to Y. And Y is for you guys. That's right, guys. We have a special Christmas question. From front of the show, are you doing another one? I like the strawberry one. You crazy for this one, This was a two-piece, and we were breaking off one. Oh, no, no, that. yeah, I just meant, like, I don't know, other than maybe, like, the orange one, I can't see going back. I'm gonna eat that matcha one. <laughs> you want my matcha? I'm finishing those Kit Kats, damn it. <sighs> Okay, well, while you're finishing the Kit Kats, listen to the, let's listen to this email from Mikey G. What up, guys? Mikey G. Hey, Merry Christmas. Um, Merry Christmas. Just, I, got a, I got a Christmas question for you. Especially, I guess maybe it kind of like refers more to Doug because he's an all-star wee-wee chef. Um, so... You're a what? A thing called Christmas pudding, but I'm hanging out with my buddy this weekend, and uh, he has a tradition. He's in, he's he comes from an old line of Puritans or something. I don't know, and um, they make this like Christmas pudding. So his tradition is starting on the 12th, which is you know 13 days out from Christmas or whatever. Um, that. Each day, he has a family member or a friend, close friend, um, add something to this Christmas pudding, um, and then on the 25th, I guess they cook it, and they cut it, and everyone eats it. So he has asked me this year to um, be a part of that, and I am thankful for that. So I decided that um, on the 17th, when I go over to add my portion of the meal and then stir it, which is, I guess, tradition as well. Um, I'm going to add cocaine to it and, and hear me out. Cocaine used to be in Coca-Cola, um, and, um, other things. Uh, but I'm, that's what I'm going to add to it. And he, he said, you know, everything's good. So, um, I guess my question is, have you ever heard of the, Christmas pudding that used to be made of meat. Very weird. And uh, would it be, do you think it would be okay for me to add cocaine to this meal? And just a little bit. And I mean, you know, you cook it in the oven, it's going to be above melting degree. I mean, nobody's going to get extremely fucked up. But I thought it would be awesome. Um, good way to end the year and maybe start the year. <laughs> meat pudding. No, Christmas pudding, whatever. Look it up. Uh, thanks, man. Bye. Okay. okay. That was a 
You ate that matcha one during the voicemail. I saw it. Uh, <laughs> Why did you uh, do that? I hate myself a little bit. I think. Oh, uh, I thought maybe I'd get it'd get better. No, man, it's never gonna get better. No, it's awful. <laughs> okay, so back to the to the voicemail though. Uh, Christmas pudding, also known as figgy pudding, mm-hmm. from like a lot of classic Victorian holiday songs and such, and the Christmas Carol. I when he said he was gonna add an ingredient. I questioned what he was going to say. Yeah. Weirdly, cocaine not... is one of the better answers. Yeah, I'm glad he said cocaine, and at the same point in time, I'm concerned. Well, okay, here's the thing. I don't know if... And I'm sure he does. Like, If you cook cocaine with baking soda, that's how you get crack. <laughs> um, oh, I've never made crack. Well, it's, I mean, it's not hard. Well, I'll keep that in mind. I mean, it is hard because it's like rocks. <laughs> but it's not <laughs> difficult. Okay. Um, is it weird when you get glimpses into my life outside of the studio? A little bit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Interesting, though. Yeah. Uh, Christmas pudding, figgy pudding is like a tradition. It's usually not cooked for 13 days. But it's usually... I guess it's like a week or two. Yeah. Uh, the stirring thing that he referenced is uh, usually when you add an ingredient and you stir, it's like you make a Christmas wish. I didn't know about any of this. This is all brand new to me. Uh, also, like when I was younger, not younger because I don't age, but like before when I was doing it in the 1800s, yeah, we'd put coins in it and then it was sort of like a prize. Oh, that you like got some money. Well, yeah. Like you got the piece with the coin in it. That was a good luck thing. Uh, is this like the bread with the baby Jesus? Kind of. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Actually a lot like that. Okay. Um, but, but it is like the a, it's, bread it's, sounds better than all this figgy and, pudding and, stuff. And the figgy pudding is basically like a soft bread, like a moist bread, With like a bread pudding. It? There's no, it's not meat. It's not meat. Uh, a lot of people like so what we used to call plums or what people call raisins today. So if you have like sugar plums and stuff, it's actually just like sweetened raisins. Okay, they're not actually plums. Uh, you'd put those in, and it, it's like a. Almost like a fruit cake, like fruit cake sort of evolved from figgy pudding. Oh, interesting. Yeah, bread pudding. Have you ever had bread pudding? Yeah, sort of the same texture as bread pudding. First time I ever had it was at Old Country Buffet when that, that was a thing. Dude, I miss Old Country Buffet. We OCB. All we all do. Yeah, I miss Ponderosa too. Like it wasn't good, but I miss it. They had good chicken wings. I just remember the Sunday bar. Okay. Anyway, I'm getting way off topic. So yes, I have I have dealt with Christmas pudding. We called it figgy pudding at the time. Uh, it it's good. It's a tr- Christmas tradition. I don't think it's done too often anymore. Also, spam makes a figgy pudding flavor. Yeah, I saw that. I was hoping you hadn't. So that we don't have to do that. Tune in next week. God damn it! I mean, I'm in. I'm in. I know. I know. I'll do it. The pumpkin spice spam was good. It was. It was the second best spam. So, uh, I don't have any input on this one. Don't put cocaine. Don't put cocaine in it. I'm gonna agree with that because uh, it'll turn into crack, and then like you can't just give that shit away. You've got to sell it. Also, is cocaine a good binder? No, but that's what the baking soda is for. Oh, right, because you cut it with it. Yeah, but you don't use baking. Wait, you use baking soda? Baking powder. Don't use soda. No. Nose muffins, right? Right. Baking baking powder, which you're gonna put in the the pudding anyway. So you're just making crack at that point. Okay. So, Fair enough. <laughs> I hope that helps everybody out. There you go, Grover. Uh, yeah. Well, check please. All right, man. What did we learn today? We learned that Die Hard is matter of factly one thousand percent. A Christmas movie. We ranked our top five movies. We had a lot of coverage there. Uh, Nathan highly recommends National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I'm a Home Alone dude. Watch whatever you want, but watch a movie with your family in the Christmas time. Like, it's great. Family, friends, loved ones. A is for awkward and smooth way to get out of them. F was for family and family time, and we learned that Nathan is... Not super great at knowing who's related to whom. I am uh, not. T was for 
trees and our opinions on Christmas trees and also tasty treats in which Nathan tried to kill me. And why? Why? Because we love you. And Grover, please, don't make crack. Yeah, don't put cocaine in that. Uh, so I think we're going to tune in next week for part two. Do we want to tell them what's happening or is it just going to be a special surprise? We're going to have guests. We're going to have guests. Special guests. Two special guests. Yeah, to to talk about their Christmas traditions and they're going to play the Doug game. Yeah, they're going to play the Doug game. And there'll be wonderful prizes. Um, And also, guys, if you have any Christmas traditions or... uh. You know, thanks, things you're thankful for, anything like that. Let us know. Email us at draftyq at gmail.com. Call us on the score line at 765 242 5978. Also, sneak peek a little further ahead. We are going to do a giant New Year's show. So, uh, if you've got New Year's resolutions, send those in as well. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about New Year's resolutions when the time comes. That's right, baby. I'm ready for that. We're doing that. Uh, so, I guess all that's left to say is protect your nuts. 